Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and we are the only place where you can hear a former player, that'd be me, Ross Tucker, at Ross Tucker NFL, and the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. Most of you have heard it by now. It's the Westgate Super Contest. Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports. And if you are looking for a place to make your online wagers, head to betonline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Steve, you had another really good week. Let's just dive into it at this point. Uh, So we'll start with last Thursday night. And I had two units on the Vikings getting seven points. Ended up pushing. Man, I still can't believe the Vikings defense played that poorly and that Goff was able to light them up like that. But we got the push out of it with the seven points, so I'll take it. Then the next bet we had, or at least I had, I put a unit on the Dolphins, Steve, and I hated myself for doing so. They were getting seven points. They were playing well. The Patriots still didn't have Edelman, and I got throttled, Steve. Yeah, Patriots off back-to-back losses now, 9-0 straight up, 8-1 against the spread. That is the sweetest of their sweet spots, it appears. Philadelphia, Tennessee, I had two units on the under Man, that one really surprised me as well. 17-3, to late third quarter. I'm feeling really good about under 41.5. And And then all of a sudden, Marcus Mariota and the Titans offense gets hot. The Eagles defense crumbles, ends up going into overtime. Where would they score 13 more points in overtime? Brutal, brutal for me as the Titans win 26-23. So I was down three units early. 
Then we get to our first best bet, Steve. The Lions, the Cowboys. The Cowboys pulled the game out late, but we had the Lions getting the three points. So even though the Cowboys won 26-24, I had two units on the Lions. Felt pretty good about them. You had one, and that best bet came through for us. Yep, and we can thank Sean Lee. The Dallas Cowboys defense just not the same without their middle linebacker. No, it's not. You're right about that. Then we get to Tampa Bay, Chicago. Wow. I mean, some of mine this week, you know, a lot of times I go, oh, man, I barely. Nope. A lot of a lot of mine this week, I just got crushed. The Miami one, I got crushed. I did not really get crushed on the Eagles under. But the Bucks, I put two units on them. I thought not buying Trubisky. I thought the Bucks offense would keep it rolling. Nah. They were getting three points. They lost 48 to 10 so i lost two units there our next best bet steve you went big it was falcons Bengals. we were both sharing a brain on the Bengals. you put three units on them getting five and a half i put two they ended up winning the game outright even though they were getting five and a half big points that that was what you call a good bet and what made it a great bet was that we were catching five and a half early in the week instead of the closing number of three and a half. So while most of the country that bet the Bengals needed A.J. Green, his heroic catch to cover, we were sitting fat down five, regardless of what happened in the final minute. Then you've got, I took a unit on Cleveland getting two and a half. That stunk. I mean, that that really stunk. They they got robbed, Steve. I'm sorry, but they got robbed by a couple of those calls. That that that's the unit that bothered. Oh no, actually, you know what? I take that back. I leaned Cleveland. I put a unit on the under and got totally obliterated. <laughs> Here I am about to get all upset about uh, one or two of the officials' calls because I thought I had Cleveland. No, I had I leaned Cleveland. I had the under 45 because <laughs> I thought that the Raiders defense. I tell you what, Steve, sometimes you just have to laugh, man. I mean, the ones I was wrong on last week, I was wrong by like 20 to 30 points. Well, it all counts the same on the scoreboard, so it's not, it's not that big a deal. I do agree with you. Cleveland got robbed. I watch a lot of football, Ross, and I can tell you that my number one pet peeve is these NFL officials refusing to overturn bad spots because the sight lines aren't 100.000% clear when it's 99.9%. He didn't get it, and they refuse to overturn calls and the like. That Cleveland play, truly, I, I don't know how they can overturn that because I still don't know if the kid got it or not, and if they ruled that he got it on the field, I have never seen an overturn ever in my NFL-watching career. That was insane. How about New Orleans and the Giants? I put a unit on the Giants. That was foolish. I put a unit on the over. You put two units on the over. That cashed in for us. So you got two more units there. I pushed. Then I put a, a, a unit on the Baltimore Ravens. They came through for me getting three points against the Steelers in a major way. 
Uh, you put a unit on the Broncos, Steve, and that came through for you. So one more unit there. Them, they were getting five points, and they ended up losing by four. And then ultimately, I put a unit on the Niners. I don't know why the order's out of order, but I put a unit on the Niners, and they were getting ten and a half. Only lost by two, so I felt good about that. So I ended up even for the week, Steve. All those bets, all those bad beat, you know, bad loss where I got demolished, I still was even for the week. You were up seven big ones, Steve. Seven. So you are now up 13 units for the season. I am only up one unit. Going to be hard to catch you at this point. And we were three for three on our best bets. Uh, He has us down for seven of ten. But I thought we were four of eight before. So then we would be seven of 11. I got to get clarity from Todd Bergman, or I can check at L Birdman, or I can check because some of the Tuckheads also track us over at tuckheads.com. They track our bets. They actually do some pretty cool advanced metric stuff on our bets, which I enjoy. So I need to check that out when I get a chance. Speaking of checking things out, So I got a new TV show to tell you about that you got to check out. It's the highly anticipated new series, All-American, premieres on the CW Wednesday, October 10th. It's about to kick off. It's inspired by a true story. All-American is about Spencer James, a crazy, talented high school football player from the inner city who gets recruited to play in Beverly Hills. It's sure to be a breakout role for up-and-comer Daniel Ezra, shows major props playing L.A.-born and raised Spencer James. The entire cast, smoking hot, sexy, football, sports drama, crime drama, high school drama, all Americans bringing all the drama. Catch the series premiere of All American Wednesday, October 10th on The CW. Again, it's the ser- it's the show's called All American. You gotta check it out. Set your DVR, watch it live, whatever. Wednesday, October tenth on the CW. All right, so I need to bounce back, Steve, or at least do better than pushing for the week. And you need to keep it rolling. Let's do it, Bright. All right, let's start off as we always do. Thursday night football's got this week the Colts at the New England Patriots, and New England favored by ten. Ross fifty one and a half our total. That's a lot of points, but the Colts also are without T.Y. Hilton in this one. He's not going to be able to play in the game. So I don't, I don't see how the Colts score all that many points without him. And I, you know, I know the Patriots have Edelman coming back, and I guess the Colts' defense wasn't great on Sunday, but I still have some faith in the Colts' defense. I'll put one unit on the under in this game, I would probably lean Indy getting the 10, but I'm a little shell-shocked after what happened to the Dolphins. Yeah, and before I address this game, let me put a bow on last week, and I think it really emphasizes how important it is to get good numbers in your betting and get in front of line moves. We talked about the Bengals plus 5.5 that could well have lost if we had only gotten 3.5 at the close, and we won a couple bets, the Giants over 50, and Denver plus five, those were the widely available numbers on Wednesday. Well, the Giants total closed 51.5, Denver closed 3.5. That was the difference between a big winning week 
And a break-even week for me is getting in front of the number. I'm going to try to get in front of the number this Thursday. I agree with you, Ross. I don't see how Indianapolis is going to score. Luck, it, it has been actually effective on third downs, but he has not been going down the field, and he needs T.Y. Hilton. He doesn't have a safety valve in Jack Doyle, his tight end. And with Gronk banged up, and he may not be able to play, I know Edelman comes back, and that's going to help the New England offense. But um, what's going to help their offense also is Sony Michelle, who was a bust early on, finally had a 100-yard game, and I think they're going to keep the pressure off Brady and run more Thursday games. I tend to look under anyways, two units under 51-and-a-half. The best bet. All right, Steve, moving on to Sunday. It's Baltimore minus three at Cleveland, 47 your total. Surprised that this line got all the way up to three. It might even go three and a half on Baltimore. I, I was frankly thinking I was going to be coming in on Baltimore, possibly laying a point or two. But now that it's three and going higher, boy, Hugh Jackson and company, they just find ways to lose games that they should win. But you could argue they don't need to win. They can lose a close game. I'll lean with the Cleveland Browns. No hurry. You might get three and a half. Wow. I, I don't know, man. Ravens look pretty darn good to me right now. I, I don't. I, I really, you know, I don't like laying points, especially when the number gets to three. But I've got some faith in the Ravens. I, I think that they are a legit team. They're getting Jimmy Smith back after off of suspension now, and the Browns. I don't know why, but they find a way to blow it. I'm, I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to lay three points for one unit. All right, Ross. Next up, Jacksonville at Kansas City. And the Chiefs favored by three in this one, 48-and-a-half. So this should be a, a really good game. I'm a little surprised. This total seems high, but then again, the Chiefs' offense has been that good, and the Chiefs' defense is really bad. I kind of like Jacksonville in this game, although Kansas City, with them being undefeated, that place will be absolutely raucous. I'm going to pass the game. I would lean Jacksonville. I think that the Broncos did a pretty good job of showing how to slow down at least the Chiefs a little bit, and the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is even better. But that was on the road. This is home for Kansas City. Lean Jacksonville, but passing the game. I'll lean Jacksonville as well. If it goes to three and a half, I'll make a play on Jacksonville. You know, advanced stats, Jacksonville plus 1.6 yards per play differential. Their defense is awesome, giving up just a little over four yards of play. And every time they snap the ball, they gain almost six yards per play. That is statistical domination versus Kansas City. So um, I would be interested in Jacksonville, but you know what? I don't want to step in front of Mahomes unless they get three and a half. All right, Steve. Tennessee Titans, they are laying three and a half at the Buffalo Bills with a total of 39. Wow, I want to play Tennessee. I got the Bills ranked 32nd in the NFL. That win at Minnesota is looking more and more like a complete aberration. Josh Allen's not ready to go. You know, the Bills have been a really good home underdog over the years. That's the only thing stopping me from pulling the trigger. I will lean to Tennessee. Well, Tennessee's coming off of a overtime win. The Bills, meanwhile, you know, got demolished on the road, and they're coming back home after a couple of away games. I think this is a pretty good spot 
for the Buffalo Bills, but I'm a believer in what Tennessee's doing. So I'm going to pass the game. I would probably lean Buffalo, but I'll pass the game. I, I was too impressed with what Tennessee did to pull the trigger there. All right, next up, Ross. The New York Giants are getting seven points at the Carolina Panthers. Your total is 44 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I would lean Carolina. I'm not going to lay seven points. I don't feel that good about them, but I, I don't feel good about the Giants. They have not looked good at all. I don't know how they beat the Houston Texans. I'm going to pass the game. I would lean Carolina, though, and laying the seven points. I just I really don't like laying that many points. Yeah, I agree. It's strongly into Carolina. I would have laid six and a half. In fact, as we're talking, I am going on an app and I'm taking and uh, laying the six and a half on Carolina, one of the remaining places that has it. I think the Giants got all this hype in the preseason, but Eli's still a year older. They can't protect him. Two key sacks by the Saints in third quarter, killing Giants drives. And if, the, if you can't move the ball against the Saints defense, you're in big trouble. I would lean Carolina. All right, Steve. The Denver Broncos are getting one and a half points from the Jets at the Jets, 42 and a half the total. You know, I'm surprised that the Jets are favored because I do have Denver rated as the better team, but it, the spot definitely is better for the Jets off three straight bad games and Denver an all-in game Monday night. You wonder how much gas is left in the tank. I got to pass. That's the, that's why I think the line is what it is. I, I'm still going to take Denver. I think they got a solid team, and the Jets have been very disappointing the last couple games out. So I'll, I'll take the Broncos getting a point and a half for one unit. I got enough faith that they bounce back after two losses of their own. Ross, Pittsburgh Steelers are laying three. They are at home against the Atlanta Falcons, 57 the total. I mean, obviously this is one where you look at the over, but 57 is a pretty high number. I still think it, it could go higher than that just based on these defenses. Now for the Falcons, it looks like Grady Jarrett won't play. So there's going to be a lot of points in this one. The question is, is it more than 57? That's a high number to put to put a unit on on the over. So I'll lean over and I'll lean Atlanta getting the three points. You know, I've been going against Atlanta the last two weeks because of all the defensive injuries. And I don't really see any reason not to continue to do it. Um, the fact that they've got yet another starter with an injury um, at defensive tackle now, I, um, I know Pittsburgh's offense has struggled in the second half, and I know that their defense has not been good. But Big Ben is much better at home, and I really think that this is going to be a lost season for Atlanta. And frankly, uh, Ryan's been great in the red zone. I think that's unsustainable that that Atlanta offense can keep scoring touchdowns in every drive, and even doing that, they're still losing straight up. I'll take Pittsburgh minus three, two units. Steve, the Green Bay Packers laying one at the Detroit Lions, 51 the total. It's right where I made it. It's curious. I don't think I've ever seen a team win 22 to nothing and have so much um, concern about their performance specifically on offense last week. So I'm worried about locker room problems with what's going on there. I'll pass the game. 
Going to pass as well. I don't have a whole lot on this game, really, either way. I, I don't like what I've seen from a lot of the stuff Green Bay's doing. Detroit kind of disappointed me with how they performed defensively against the Cowboys. So I will pass this game as well. How about Miami, Ross? They are at the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Bengals laying 6.5 here, 49.5 total. So this is one where everything is telling me to take the Bengals. They get Vontez Perfect back. They've been very good so far this year. The Dolphins, I I think, are probably still who I thought they were. And their center, Daniel Kilgore, tore his tricep. So I'm going to put two units on the Bengals again. Once again, showing the faith in Steve's hometown team. But I feel like this is one where the Dolphins bounce back from a pathetic performance. And the Bengals disappoint me because that's kind of what the Bengals do over the years. So I'm putting two units on the Bengals, laying six and a half, and I'm probably going to hate myself for doing it. I think you are going to hate yourself. I'm going to lean Miami. I'm waiting for seven. I think uh, obviously a concern with how poorly Miami played and they got crushed by New England, but that was the home run spot for New England. And I've seen my Bengals disappoint in the past when Dalton doesn't have all of his weapons so their center price is still out and Ross their number two wide receiver is banged up they um, Tyler Eifert's critical to this team their tight end he's out for the year I don't know if Mixon's going to be back Bernard just looked good at running back but those with all those injuries piling up at um, on the offense and the skill position players I don't know if Dalton's going to continue his high level of play I think it's going to be close I'll lean Dolphins. All right, Steve, the Oakland Raiders at the L.A. Chargers, and the Chargers laying five and a half, fifty-three and a half 53-and-a-half are total. So put me down for a unit on Oakland, short handicap. Uh, Oakland's the home team. They'll have the entire crowd here, and that's not being properly factored into the line. Wow, that's interesting, Steve. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um and they're coming off a win. It did go to overtime. You wonder if that takes something out of them. Five and a half points. Chargers never blow anybody out. I'll put two units on the Raiders for, for a lot of the logic you said, plus the five and a half points when the Chargers aren't really that type of team. They couldn't blow out the Niners last week. And, it, by the way, it sounded like there were a ton of Niners fans at that game. The best bet. Next up, Ross, the 49ers are at home, and they're laying four against the Arizona Cardinals. Well, C.J. Beathard was a lot better than I thought he'd be, so I think that's probably why the line is this. I thought Josh Rosen, and I'm going to talk to Greg Cosell on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast about this, but I thought Josh Rosen really did some some really positive things, but I'm, I don't feel good enough about it. Now, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm putting a unit on Arizona. Getting four points, I'm putting a unit on Arizona. I got, they're going to win one of these times. And the Niners, I don't know if they'll be as good this week with Beathard offensively. Give me one unit on the Cardinals. Getting the four points. Yeah, I'll lean to the Cardinals. Um, if Rosen plays like he did last week, Arizona will win the game. I don't know if that's sustainable. Even had Rosen had a touchdown pass, a bomb dropped last week. He really did play very well in San Francisco with a whole bunch of injuries. Beathard, though, way, way better than what I expected and what I saw in 2017. So um, if Beathard doesn't play that well or if Rosen does play like he did last week, uh, Arizona 
is a live dog. I lean that way. Steve, Minnesota at Philadelphia. Eagles minus three, 44.5 total. What is going on with that Eagles secondary? Not being able to hold the lead. So many third and fourth and longs that the Titans converted last week. And, of course, Minnesota, big-time revenge from last year. But having watched the Vikings struggle so much to contain the Rams, I can't trust them as well. i got to pass the game. I'm with you, Steve. I, I think the Eagles probably end up winning by three. I think it's probably about 24-21, something like this. I see nothing here. I guess, if anything, I'd lean Minnesota getting the three points. The Eagles uh, have been disappointing in a lot of different respects. A lot of mental errors, offensive line and, and pass protection, running backs, everybody, and in the secondary. So I think Cousins might might do pretty well against them. And actually, you know, the Eagles' offense has been pretty good, and now they're going against a Vikings defense that struggled. So maybe I'll put one unit on the over 44.5. One unit over 44.5. Ross, uh, moving on. Let's see. What's next? Rams, they are minus 7 at the Seattle Seahawks, and the total in this one is 50.5. So the Rams are loaded. I get that. And they went up to Seattle and blew them out up there last year. Maybe they will again, but I don't know. I mean, Seahawks have won two in a row. Feeling a little bit better about themselves. They're still playing at home, seven points. I'm teetering on a lean or one unit on the Seahawks getting the seven. What do you think, Steve? I like Seattle. Are you going to put a unit on it? I'm going to put – I'm sorry. I was, I, I was thinking you might put the unit on. We'll come back to you, Ross. You decide. I'm putting two units on Seattle. I had the Rams as my best team in the NFL. Obviously, uh, Tlaib, their cornerback, is out, and their other um, shutdown corner was not ready to go last Thursday and got torched. We'll see if he is improved here. But bottom line, Seattle has the largest home field advantage in the NFL – they played three or four games on the road, so they haven't looked that good. Of course they haven't looked good. They don't play nearly as well on the road. I make this spread by my pure math numbers only five, and that means I have to take Seattle plus seven, two units. I'm putting a unit on the Seahawks. I, I, I really think the Rams are pretty darn good, but at home, getting seven points. I'm with you, Steve. I'll put a unit on the Seahawks, and let's, put, let's make it a best bet. Best bet. All right, so I guess, Steve, you're up next with Sunday Night Football, the Battle of Texas, Dallas at Houston, and the Texans laying three in this one, 45 in total. Yeah, that's the magic number. I won't lay more than three, but I'll lay three for two units on Houston. Their stats are good. I know that they have struggled year to date, but I think that The fact that they stole a game last week after having games stolen from them, including the Tennessee game, earlier in the year goes ahead and gives them confidence. And frankly, whenever Sean Lee's out for Dallas, that defense goes from being an above-average defense to being a well-below-average defense. Huge difference uh, because of his ability to forecast what plays are coming from the opposing offense. I lean over as well. I'll take the Texans, though, two units minus three. I, I I would probably lean that way as well, but I think this ends up being Texans win by a field goal. I, I don't know about them just yet. I mean, they were fortunate last week, again, to finally get a win. They start off slow in these games, and they let the Colts back in it. 
I'm just going to pass that one. I'd probably lean Houston laying the three, but I'm not going to do it. Ross, the final game, Monday Night Football. You'll be there. It's Washington at New Orleans, and the Saints laying six and a half with a total of 52 and a half. Should be fun, kind of Drew Brees night. Sometimes those, you know, when you anticipate a record, I'm wondering if there's any data on that, Steve. I remember I was on the Cowboys when Emmett Smith broke the all-time rushing record, and he had over 100 yards in the game, and it was clearly a focus of ours to get it for him that day. But we lost the game, and I don't want to say that the record overshadowed it, but I do remember it being you know, something that we all knew about and talked about. And I wonder if there's any – it's probably not a big enough sample size for there to ever really be any data on it. But that would be my concern with the Saints is just, you know, a lot of people being aware of Breeze and the record and, and, and thinking about that part of it. Yeah, I agree with you. The distractions are bad in every aspect, so I don't like a distracted team. I'm going to I'm going to pass the game. I think the Redskins probably keep it close. They've done a nice job so far this year defensively. They've run the ball pretty well. Um so I'm not going to lay six and a half with the Saints. In fact, you know what? I'll put a unit on the Redskins getting six and a half. I just I worry about them Superdome, Breeze, you, you know, it could it could somehow get out of hand. But I'll put a unit on the Redskins and think that they'll keep it close. Yeah, and you know, the underlying statistics for Washington are really good in terms of the metrics and the like. They are just statistically the clearly superior team so far to New Orleans. Now, of course, I don't have them rated superior because I had New Orleans so much better going into the season, so I still put a weighting on my uh, preseason ratings as such. But um, And when people ask me why I do that, I would answer, well, look at Tampa Bay and how good they were after two weeks, and clearly they weren't good. But um, now we're a quarter of the way into the season. I agree with you. Let's put. Let's have a one more best bet. Redskins one unit. The best bet. That'll do it, Steve. For all of the games, I do want to ask you one question. We've had some questions stacking up. People can always take advantage of any of the sponsors on this show or other shows and send me a question. And this is uh, this is simple. It's from Rob. Rob, Steve. He says. He sees new game preps on Bet Online NFL final standings. Do you or Steve see value in the division standings? I'm thinking back to when Steve said he usually doesn't want to tie up money for 17 weeks. This might have been even before the season, Steve. I'm not familiar with NFL final standings. So I, I guess you can bet on like what the standings look like at the end of the year? Yeah, so if you're betting on, I'm not familiar with what they they have available, but I know if you can just bet on who wins a division, I don't like those bets just because if you bet every team and you added up the underlying vigorous, the house usually takes a really big cut such that it's hard to find any kind of bets that are advantageous. However, if they offered a revised like season win number on teams, how many games a team will win over under, I love those type of bets where there's just a yes or a no or an over or an under that you can bet on and those can be extremely profitable speaking of bet online he mentioned bet online i think a lot of people know this already but bet online is the place to go to place any of your bets just go to bet 
ag. Use the promo code podcast one, and you get a fifty percent welcome bonus. So if you're listening to this, you probably want to do it for NFL. Maybe it's college football. There's a big fight Saturday night. It's Conor McGregor against some guy. I have no idea how to say his name. Steve, do you ever bet fights? Do you ever bet UFC or anything? I rely on my experts, and gosh, Ross, you caught me without knowledge. I hate to say that I am cer- I am certain that this is the right side when I can't pronounce dude's name, but I would say all my experts tell me that the public likes McGregor and the Sharks, the Sharps are betting against McGregor. Got it. So that those are the two guys fighting, by the way. It's McGregor and the guy that's not McGregor. Either way, you can place your bet at betonline.ag using the code podcast1. The last thing I'll mention is that we've got we're giving away some free Madden's copies and codes, Steve, and I'm doing the phrase that pays one word on the College Draft Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and here on the Even Money Podcast. The one word that's part of the phrase that pays, it's very simple, is, I-S, is. So there you go. Is is the latest word. Good luck to you guys that are trying to get the Madden phrase that pays this week. Other than that, good luck to you this week. I hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.